In this episode of Conspiracy, Fears, and Mysteries, we talk about giants, particularly the Nephilim or the Nephilim, whatever makes you feel better. Let's all go down the rabbit hole of conspiracies, fears, and mysteries. Ho, ho, ho. Green Giant. All right, let's talk about some giants. Some big people. Let's talk about big people, man. Giants. What's going on, yo? Welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. And if you're watching this on YouTube, how you doing? If you're listening to this, how you doing also, man? Same thing. What's good? How's everybody doing? Today is the... What is today? It doesn't matter what today is. What matters is that you're listening to it whenever you are. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Well, I think today's the 20th, actually, but I guess... It's the 20th and um, Friday, and I was supposed to upload this in the morning. I also was supposed to go to class today, but since I'm, I see, I, I, I know I said this before in the last episode where I was, I didn't go, I didn't go to class last Friday, but I'm kind of ahead in my work, so I, I'm allowed to do that. I'm supposed to be way on some work in the past i already passed all that so i got a little bit of leeway i don't want to take too much advantage of it but you know i got a little bit of leeway but anyway man i was gonna do another murder mystery today you know what i mean and for some reason i had a difficult time putting it together i don't know why getting the information and, and it was about the pig murderer or the pig killer <laughs> and uh but i'll save that for another time because the Nephilim was supposed to be for next week or for the week after. And then this, the pig killers would be today. So I know two different things, but this is called conspiracy fears and mysteries. That's why, you know, there's different things. We talk about ghosts. We'll talk about killing, about true crime. And we'll talk about, you know, conspiracies. And I don't know if anything in the Bible would be considered. Well, yeah, it, you know conspiracies i guess you know what i mean uh some people really believe things some people are in the middle you know uh and some people just don't some people just don't give a shit you know what i mean some people don't give a shit about anything they're like nope whatever i see is what it is that's it that's it that's all i only believe scientists you know what i mean some people don't believe scientists well, you got all kinds of people. But anyway, in case you don't know who the Nephilim is, let me give you a brief synopsis. And this is, unfortunately, I'm getting the same answer no matter where I go. You know what I mean? The same answer. Slight differences, but ultimately all the same. So this was from uh, Wikipedia. It says the Nephilim were the offspring of the sons of God and the daughters of men before the deluge. The deluge means the great flood. The flood. According to Genesis Six, uh, six, one through four. A similar or identical biblical Hebrew term, read as nephilim or nephilim, by some scholars, or as the word fallen by others, appears in Ezekiel. Ezekiel is one of those books in the Bible that I have. I was wondering. I for some reason I can't find it, 
Uh, the Bibles that are in here, I don't have them. I don't know if they removed those, Ezekiel or what, or what it is. But, like, everybody has their, you know, it depends who, uh, where you get the vibe, the, you know, where you get this uh, information from or where you get your Bible, depending on what they want you to believe or whatever. They'll leave a book in there or take it out, you know. And that's that's the problem I have with the Bible and religion is, like, it's so controlled, you know, that you don't know who's controlling it at the time, who's in charge or whatever. Yeah, these, you know, Vatican or whatever. But um, anybody can at any time take out books and put something else in there. And then we're supposed to believe it. You know, I mean, a book's written by man. I don't know how much believing you want to do in it. You know, a man could say anything and and the followers will believe it. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to religion. But it says here um, in the sixth chapter of Genesis, we're confronted with a curious reference to the Nephilim. Who are they? What they uh, were they a race who came to be to be through the mingling of divine beings and the daughters of men? Were the Nephilim engineered by God's enemies to thwart his plans for mankind? Even more puzzling is how the Nephilim could show up in numbers. Thirteen long after the flood. Wow, thirteen long after the flood. Wouldn't they have died out in the flood with the rest of humanity? How could they have shown up in Canaan? Is it possible that Noah himself was a Nephilim? Wow, you you know, um, it would make sense. It would make sense. In this book, The Unseen Realm, Recovering the Supernatural World View of the Bible, Dr. Michael S. Heiser, a PhD in Hebrew Bible and Semitic Languages. Oh, this is, just, uh, this is just talking about a book. One thing I've always said about the Nephilim. Now, the, the Nephilim were supposedly the fallen angels, sons of God, that had sex with... Um, uh, uh, women you know human women they they came they saw that the human women were beautiful or whatever they had sex with them and the, the result of that the offspring were giants you know what i mean um big babies i want to know if they were c-sections that's what i because if they came out of man oh shoot i would have wanted to drown too but um <laughs> that's 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 crazy I wonder if they came out like big, overweight babies. Like, this, hey, your, your, your baby's 130 pounds. Um, so, yeah, you, you might you might want this epidural. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so they, you know, they made it with women and they had these big babies due to the mixing of the, I guess you could say, species or whatever, right? So, um. One thing that, like, it says here about what if Noah, Noah from the flood, was a Nephilim. Now, if Noah from the flood, I always thought that. That's something that I throw, that I've always thrown out there like that. Because, you know, in uh, in some Bible, I, you know, there's a, a lot of, that's what I say, a lot of things are omitted. And then a lot of things are there in certain Bible. This is crazy. But the measurements that God gave him to build this ark, right? He gave him these measurements. He's like, hey, look, these are the measurements, blah, 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 blah. This, that, and the third, right? And he built it off of those measurements, or math, right? So we know a foot to be 12 inches. But that is what we have deemed a foot. I, it, I don't know where in history a foot where it was said that a foot was where the first place where it said, you know what, we're going to call 12 inches a foot. Because if 
Noah was a giant, then you got to understand a foot is going to be bigger. You know, their measurement for a foot, for a mathematical foot for them could be 24 inches. It could be, you know what I'm saying, 36 or something. You know what I mean? It could be 36 inches. You know, it could be three feet could equal one foot because a foot of a giant could be bigger. I don't know. I don't know what the size is. Also, the reason I say that is because when you think of Noah building an ark, right, and fitting all these living creatures in there, you're thinking this thing has to be big. It has to be bigger than any ocean liner ever built by humans, right, to fit all these creatures. Now, I, I've been in, I've, I've, uh, in Kuwait, I was, uh, I was filling up these cargo ships with, you know, the military equipment, uh, you know, trucks and what all kinds of stuff. And this, and this, you, you wouldn't believe the room in there. You would not, I, I, I couldn't believe it. These things are massive, massive. But it doesn't compare to when you're thinking of two of every animal in the world or yeah, most, I mean, damn, two of every animal, of every land animal in the world, right? Now, two of every land animal in the world, I would think, you know, he said, first of all, male and female, so he can reproduce. But also, I would think that, he said, don't get the adults, get the babies, you know what I'm saying? Because it's less room in there, you know what I mean? If you get adults you got adults of full size you're talking about full size elephant that's already a, you know what i mean get the babies you know where you could fit more animals you know they're only going to be there for a little bit <laughs> they're not going to grow that big in you know 40 days or whatever however long it was you know um but if the, if that if he was going off the measurements of of giants if the measurements maybe we're not looking at it like that we're, we're thinking a foot of us of 12 inches so when we do those measurements when you add it up that's not that it's big but it's not to me big enough to fit everything you know what i mean um maybe if they were maybe i, I don't even know i mean it's hard to fathom that you know what i mean it's something that you just have to believe um but i'm not the business of just believing that includes scientists and science that's why i have a conspiracy podcast but I think, like, if if they were using a Nephilim foot, a Nephilim foot is not 12 inches. You know what I mean? A Nephilim foot is not this. Well, that, I don't, I'm guesstimating 12 inches. Let's just say 12 inches. A Nephilim foot could be 24. A Nephilim foot could be 36. You know, you're talking about something like this. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you say a Nephilim foot, is, let's just say 36 inches. And you're going off those measurements. You go, oh, give me a, you know, 35 feet by whatever. Now, that's bigger than if we, using our measurement of 12 inches a foot, would say, give me 35 feet, right? Now, 35 feet is not just 35 feet. Because now you say, well, 35 feet is 35 feet. Yeah, but not if you're, not if their, um, their bases, their base numbers are different. So, they're, the, the, the basis of their foot is 36 inches. Ours is 12. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm just throwing the number 36. It could be 24. It could be anything. The Nephilim, if you believe that they are there. 
You know what I mean? Uh, but that's one. That's always something I've always thought about. You know, like could this be um, th- what? I mean, if, if that's the case, then it's more. It is more. F- I can fathom it more. I can, I can digest it easier. You know what I mean? Um, let's look at. Let's read some of these. Uh, let's read angels and sexual intercourse because I already kind of explained that they came from angels and humans mating, making these giant babies. So. Let's go to angels and intercourse. The text does not say angels cannot have sexual intercourse. It says they don't. The reason ought to be obvious. The context for the statement is the resurrection, which refers other, yeah, either broadly to the afterlife or, more precisely, to the final renewed global Eden. The point is clear in either option. In the spiritual world, the realm of divine beings, there is no need for procreation. Procreation is part of the embodied world, which is us, and is necessary to maintain the physical population. In like manner, life in the perfected Edenic world also does not require maintaining the human species by having children. Everyone has an immortal resurrection body. Consequently, there is no need for sex in the resurrection, just as there is no need for it in the non-human spiritual realm. God, I kind of don't want to be an angel. (laughs) this kind of sucks but genesis 6 doesn't have the spiritual realm or that scared the hell out of me or the final edenic world as its context the analogy breaks down completely the passage in matthew is therefore useless as a commentary on genesis 6 1 4 hmm okay yeah that, that that does make a little bit of sense but let's see the modern struggle with the supernatural. Despite the flawed use of this gospel passage, Christians still balk at this interpretive option for Genesis 6, 1-4. The ancient reader would have had no problem with it. But for moderns, it seems impossible that a divine being could assume human flesh and do what this passage describes. See, that's hard for us, to the modern human, to believe. There's a lot of things... You know, because of the conflict of science, that is hard for us to believe. If we were still living BC, uh, you know, or you know, those ages, it was a little bit easier to believe because we had less of a technological um, interference when it comes to our beliefs. You know what I mean? And when I say take technological interference, meaning. We have technology and we have things that show us something different. We have science and we have studies that show us something different than what is written in these scriptures here, right? Something that's kind of, that, that's not really vibing with each other. I do have a book that says how the Bible is scientifically true. And I will go over that book one day. But um, we have that. We have that. I think that's, I don't know if that's a flaw or not, man. We are all over the place because it's like. You have religion. This is what people believe for years. And then we have science, what we do now. So, I don't know. The objection is odd since the interpretation is less dramatic than the incarnation of Yahweh as Jesus Christ. How is the virgin birth of God as a man more acceptable? What is it mind-blowing about Jesus having both the divine and human nature fused together? For that matter, 
What doesn't offend the modern scientific mind about God going through a woman's birth canal and enduring life as a human? Having to learn how to talk, walk, eat with a spoon, be potty trained, and go through puberty. All these things are far more shocking than Genesis 6, 1-4. And yet this is what scripture explicitly affirms when it informs us that the second person of the Godhead became a man. God became a man from conception onward. The truth is that Christians affirm the incarnation because they have to. It defines Christianity. Genesis 6, 1-4 is set aside as peripheral. But belief in a personal God, as the Bible describes, means embracing the supernatural. For the Christian, the high point of the supernatural story of Scripture, its most dramatic and unthinkable expression is the incarnation of God in Christ. That is very deep. That is, that is, that is very deep. So, the appearance of, div I hope you guys understood what I meant there. Um, the appearance of divine beings in human forms. The notion that the sons of God came to earth in fleshly form ought to be more palatable than the incarnation. Since it is less supernaturally spectacular, well, I mean, it to me is still a spectacular. They came down from having looking like humans. They, if they look like something else, like glowing orbs or something, I don't know, or babies with wings flying around, you know, they came down looking like humans. That's still supernatural to me. There is no suggestion that any corporal appearance of a divine being was accomplished through incarnation. Becoming an actual human, all such instances are lesser than the incarnation. The particular supernatural approach to Genesis 6-1.4 derives from the passages that plainly have divine beings, angels, and embodied human form. Now, maybe, you know, could they have taken, like, you know how people get possessed or whatever? Could they have possessed just the souls of man, possessed the bodies of man, you know what I mean, and came down and somehow... <laughs> possessed the sperm also and when they had these kids with these with these uh human females those sperm were all like jacked up on mountain dew or something and they made these babies you know what I mean? um where the nephilim where the, i keep saying the nephilim where the nephilim produced there's a second supernaturalist approach to genesis six Dash one point four, uh, one dash four, that takes the sexual language as euphemistic, not literal. In this perspective, the language of cohabitation is used to convey the idea that divine beings who are rivals to Yahweh are responsible for producing the Nephilim, and therefore are responsible for the later giant clans. Yo, okay, so this is saying that they they. The language of cohabitation is used to the idea that uh, maybe demons had taken over. You know, the op you know opposite of God, is good is bad. You know that. Um, it could have been demons, right? Uh, but I don't know about I don't know how. You know, because the the giants, because it, uh, according to accounts and what is read, apparently the giants were very. Um, they were assholes. 
you know they were mean. they were mean they were they were just shitheads you know and they were just fucking shit up left and right and um you know so they could be fathered by the uh, the the opposition you know what i mean but then again if noah was a giant then that means he was i mean he did what he did he that was not an asshole move that was actually pretty cool shout out to noah Good looking out noah it took two of every animal now i got two dogs here i gotta feed the nephilim show up in canaan so canaan is a book that is um after Nephilim, I mean, I'm sorry, after, after obviously six, uh, after Genesis. Um, so, but they, it speaks of giants there, you know what I mean? Hell, uh, there's been accounts of, sorry about that sound, there's been accounts of people or uh, archaeologists or whatever finding giants, finding giant bones and find human bones that are big. Um, as far as do I believe that there were big people, giants? Yes. Um, how big they were, I don't know. I can't tell you. I do believe there were because if they were pygmies, why can't it be giants? If there was a rate, if there was a, a, a tribe, tribes of pygmies, of smaller people, why can't it be a race or a, a tribe of bigger people? And we're just in the middle. Five six, five nine is in the middle. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe six feet was giant to them. Seven feet was giant. You know, it's they have people right now that are seven feet. You know, six feet, seven feet. I think the tallest man uh, was. What was the tallest man? Let me let me Google the tallest man. I think it was what ten, thirteen, something insane. Let me see, Robert Pershing Wadlow. So he's got the tallest man in medical history for whom there is irrefutable evidence is Robert Pershing Wadlow, American, born 638 in Allen, Illinois, 32 February 1918, who when last measured on 27 June was found to be 2.27 meters. Oh, it's not even that. He's 8 foot 11 1. You know what I mean? 8 foot 11. That's big. That's... <laughs> That's big, man. Six, look, Shaq is big, all right, but uh, that's pretty big. That is pretty freaking big, though, eight feet. But I think there were more. I think they were bigger. Now, they have found femurs that were just huge, that would make a man, because the femur, I think, is the tallest bone, the biggest, you know, longest bone in the body. So then these femurs were huge, you know, um... I don't remember exactly the size of the femur. I couldn't tell you that. But I do know that the fucking femur was huge. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's look it up. Biggest um, human bones. Let me see. According to... The porridge, the fossil bones may belong to one of the largest humans known to have existed. He estimated from the bone size that the human may have been about 11 feet 6 inches. 11 feet 
is freaking huge. 11 feet. 11 feet, man, is me, me, cloned, standing on my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Um, And that he's still taller. I'm 5'9". I'm 5'9". So, me standing on my shoulder. 9, 18, 10. Yeah. Um, that's freaking big, man. Jesus, that is big. That is huge. Um, I, and I think, I think, I really think there are, I, I think there are giants that they were giant. See, I'm looking at a, these skeletal figures represent just a few giant human remains, unearthed and documented in historical records, along with the historical accounts of Goliath, who had three brothers. We had three brothers. Let me see some. Yeah, there's a picture of the sons of man here. Okay, so you have. He had three brothers as big as he. So. Giant skeletons. You have six, six feet. Right? Present day human. This is uh, from small to large. And it says, these skeletal figures represent just a few giant human remains unearthed and documented in historical records, along with the historical account of Goliath, who had three brothers as big as he. OG, king of Bashan. He's OG. <laughs> All right. OG, king of Bashan, whose bed was 13 feet, five inches long, and Maximus Thrax. Damn, man. It's selling like Mortal Kombat characters. Maximus Thrax wins. Fatality. Uh, a Caesar of Rome. Maximus Thrax was a Caesar of Rome. All right, let's look. Look, there's. A, I have this chart up here. Let's look at this right here. You got six feet present day man. Fifteen feet uh, at southeast Turkey. Let me see what this says. Hold on. Let me see if I can make this bigger because the thing is like really small. Southeast Turkey, late 1950s. 15 feet late 19 oh these are bones that were found these are bones that were found um southeast turkey late 1950s eight foot six inches maximus thrax caesar of rome 235 238 a.d they're like they're in back and forth years because let me see oh no no they're going in order they're going from modern to all the way to the left 10 feet 6 inches Goliath uh Sam I uh, Sam 17 4 what is it some 10 9 10 10 BC and so Goliath wasn't that big I thought Goliath was bigger they said Goliath was 10 feet 6 inches I thought he was bigger than that so 12 inch uh 12 feet OG king of Basra died 311 1400 BC. OG King of Bashra. Damn. That's one of Goliath's brother. And he's and Maximus is also Goliath's brother. Goliath was ten feet. His brother was eight and his other brother was twelve. These are big dudes, man. I could just imagine seeing this massive man. Jesus Christ. Um, so then we have right next to OG, we got 19 feet 6 ah, man 1977 AD 
under an overturned oak tree in the bottom in the something of Lucerna. I cannot hold on. Chart HD. I'm looking for the biggest bones. Um, let me see. You gotta be very specific. You gotta put giant because now you're gonna show you some school shit. Okay, let me see if I can get. Uh, let me see if I can get. Okay, so I can't make this bigger, can I? Oh, it takes me right back to that. All right. Anyway, so under an overturned quick, I don't know what this is. And then the other one's 23 inches, 1460-56 AD, France, beside a river in Valence. 25 feet 6 inches, 1613 AD, France. Man, these French, what are they eating? Uh, near the castle of some French name, nearly a complete skeleton. Almost complete skeleton. I guess the other ones, they didn't find a complete skeleton. You know, when they excavate, they find pieces. And then some other, to make a complete skeleton, if you go to the Smithsonian or anything, a lot of those pieces are fake, just to let you know. And one day I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about that whole dinosaurs aren't, aren't real thing. But let me let me thread lightly. You know what I'm saying? Let me tre tread lightly, whatever, thread. And oh my God. Okay, so 25 feet's not the worst. The worst here is 36 feet now 36 feet is what i thought goliath would be if anything i thought when you said goliath was big you know if 10 feet to them is a giant and old boy knocked him out what if old boy was like i don't know what is uh, um what if david was like six feet. Then David is still big. You know what I mean? Because he's on this chart. You know. If David was six feet. David is still big. Because. I mean. I mean granted. Goliath is almost double his size. But. Which is. That's ridiculous. But. Let's say. So 36 feet is a. 650 BC. 640 AD. Is. Carthaginians Uncovered tool. Two of this size in earthquake in whatever, whatever, uncovered one more. Those are big ass bones. Now, I can believe people did. Um, when you're talking about BC, you know, in AD, still in AD, um, in those years, I think people were capable of growing this big simply because atmospheric differences that than what we have now. Uh, food, you know, uh, uh, nutritional differences. You know, these people were eating no, no chemicals. They weren't eating any chemicals. Everything was natural as hell. Everything was straight off the earth, and it was just giving them that earth power. You know what I mean? They were just straight up Captain Planet open here. You know, um, I could see how they grow. And those people were, when you're talking about in the Bible that they're, that they're talking about, oh, he lived 900 years, and he lived this, this, that, and the third, you know, um, you know, the bigger the animal, the longer of a lifespan it has. I mean, you know, you got, you know, like the blue whales and stuff like that, you know. You know, they'll live longer than a small animal. 
unless it's one of those uh little bear uh little bear parasite things that you can't burn or they've taken them to space and all kinds of shit but i could see how they would be giants i could see the giants i could see it i could believe how they could be giants um you know but i don't know man this is crazy i mean it's one of those it's one of those things, one of those conspiracies that you just you know, like every other conspiracy, um there's some that are more dear to me that I believe more than others, but this is one of those that I gotta be like, you know, like ah, what the hell is that outside? Anyway. Anyway, man. Oh my goodness. These kids out there making noise, man. Hold on. Let me see what the hell that is. So my kids decided with their friend who's leaving tomorrow to blow some fireworks. So anyway. But anyway, man. That's all I got for you this episode of Conspiracy Friends and Mysteries. I just wanted to talk about Nephilim a little bit. Just wanted to talk about them a little bit. You know, just kind of put throw it out there. You know what I mean? See what, you know, because I, I just love talking about things like that and that was one of the subjects i had on my phone that i was like hey, i want to talk about this but i always skip it because you know some people you know, with, with, when it comes to these conspiracy stuff even with the murder with the true crime things people are real you know you got to be careful who you talk to that's why i'd rather do it on youtube like this because then you choose if you want to listen to it you choose if you know, this is the route you want to go. Just be listening to me talk about this or whatever, YouTube or, or on, on a podcast. You know what I mean? But anyway, don't forget to like, subscribe, man. I changed everything to make it easy. My uh, Twitter and my all my other stuff to the same name as this channel or this podcast, Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. So you can find it. You know what I mean? You can find it easier. So if you go to my, if you're on YouTube and you go to the description of this video below, you're going to see Conspiracy Fears Mysteries. If you go to um, uh, the YouTube, the, you're going to see the link to the audio podcast if you want to listen to this in audio. If you listen to this in audio and you want to see it in video, go to YouTube, Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries, just without the podcast part. Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. Aye. And then, of course, Twitter and everything. Links in the description on YouTube. Same name. But anyway, that is all I got for you, man. Next week, we'll probably be talking about... I'll put it on Instagram, what I'm going to be talking about next week, just so I give you a heads up. I'll try to post on time this time. I'm not going to wait till nighttime. just got real busy this morning, all right? I apologize to my one-man team. You know what I mean? So, as always... I will see you on the next smoke. Let's all go down the rabbit hole of conspiracies, fears, and mysteries.